You're listening to the Blair List Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Blair List Podcast. Today, I'm switching it up and I'm doing a full solo episode based off of some poll questions that I asked you guys on Instagram stories a few weeks back. And something that I got a lot of feedback on was tips on how to start your own business. And as someone who did have their own business previously, I wish that I had the resources to figure out what I was supposed to do before I actually did it and learn the hard way. So hopefully the 10 tips that I've put together for you guys today will act as a resource on, you know, giving you sort of a blueprint on where to start because it can be super overwhelming saying that you want to start a business and you have all of these ideas, but you don't know where to begin. And I, I think that there's a million different ways to do it, but these 10 things have really, really helped me in the past figure out exactly what I want to do and the best way to do it. So let's jump into it. And if you guys have any additional questions, feel free to slide in my DMs and ask me whatever you like. So the first tip that I want to get into is really making sure that you're passionate about whatever business you're going to be creating. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I really just want to make money and really focus on that as the first point, which I can totally understand because obviously it's important to make money. But I think that starting with something that you're passionate about, you're automatically going to be more successful because it's it's going to come naturally to you. It's not going to be something that you look at as a chore. It's going to be something that you truly love. And in turn, you're going to end up being so much more successful because it comes out of you naturally. So Find something that you're super passionate about, no matter what it is, if it's beauty, if you're a graphic designer, if you love creating content for other businesses and you're a social media manager, I think that it all starts with passion. Number two, come up with a business plan. So when I say this, you know, there's different types of business plans that you can find online ranging from really simple to really complex. And when I say this, especially for a beginner, I don't mean like putting together a 40 page marketing plan that says exactly where you're going to be 10 years from now. It's kind of just like creating a framework for what you want, the vision that you have for your company and how you're going to achieve that. It's honestly going to change a thousand times when it comes to, you know, your goals and how you get there. So don't be so tied to this to where you feel like you need to include every single thing that you can possibly think of right now. Know that it's going to be an evolving situation where you're going to learn things along the way and you're going to want to maybe switch up some things that you're currently doing for new ways of doing them. So don't put so much pressure on yourself. Just figure out a framework of what you want to do, when you want to do it, and how you think you can achieve those goals. How are you going to fund the business? How are you going to market it? I really can't stress this enough. The internet is your best friend. I googled the most random questions you could possibly think of and end up finding some really amazing resources. So that definitely is not limited to starting your own business. If there's something that you're unsure about, it's totally okay. Everyone started somewhere. So I think that 
utilizing the internet, utilizing YouTube, maybe finding some bloggers that you really relate to that you can continuously learn from would be hugely helpful, especially if you're starting in a space that you're not really so familiar with. Number three, come up with a business name and file an LLC. So (laughs) if you're like me, I take forever to come up with names because I put a lot of pressure on myself to make it like the perfect name and the perfect branding and scenario. And you have to realize like there's so many companies out there that started off with a different name, a different logo, a different tagline. These are all things that are constantly evolving. So find a name that you love that is marketable, that is a brand that maybe you would purchase or interact with in the future and really hone in on the meaning behind the name so that you have a story to tell when it comes to your brand and really um, ties into all of your marketing. So when I say file an LLC, it's actually super easy, especially in Florida. I can't really speak for any other states, but if you are in Florida and you're listening, all you have to do is go to sunbiz.org and you can look up any name that you want and see if it's available, which is really important. You don't want to create your logo and your website and everything like that before you figure out if your name that you want is free and available. So you go on sunbiz.org, you type in the business name. If it's free, amazing. You can then register an LLC or an INC, which you can do some research on the differences depending on what your particular situation is. And that's a really good way to legitimize your business because once you have an LLC, you get something that's called an EIN number, which is basically your business's social security number. It's everything that you need to make money, file taxes, open a bank account, and pretty much anything else to get paid. So That LLC is really important, and I'm pretty sure it's only $125, which is pretty low cost in comparison to, you know, if you're going to be eventually renting a warehouse or selling products. Number four, create a logo that's unique to you. So when I say this, you know, there are huge companies that charge logos for $10,000, and That's a little uh, on the pricier side for me. So I would suggest reaching out to a local artist that um, is either in your area or maybe someone you find on Instagram that will work with you and really can see your vision for your company because that logo is going to end up being your mark, right? So when people see your logo, whether it's a symbol or whether it's your business's name, it really represents you. So you want to figure out what colors you like, what symbols you like, anything that can really help define your business without using any words. This logo could eventually end up on business cards, letterheads, products in the future. So you want to be really mindful of that, that you're not just like choosing whichever logo you think. Um, something that I really love to do, I'm, I'm in like all of these random Facebook groups and there is one called freelancing females for when I did have my company. And I noticed that a lot of times, uh, freelancers will comment in 
the group and ask people their opinions on which logo they like best. So they'll have like three options and everyone will vote. And that's a really good way to get a consensus of the general public, especially people who are creative and get their opinions on what they think about your logo. And if it's something that they would reach for or relate to. So I think, um, you know, having your trusted circle and figuring out what they like and don't like about certain logo options will really go a long way because at the end of the day, you are marketing towards other people and you want to make sure that that translates. The logo should be unique to you. It shouldn't be anything that any other company has or even anything similar because you don't want to run into that in the future, like any legal troubles or have someone say that you tried to copy them. So really you want to just be as unique as possible when it comes to this. And, you know, that's really going to tie back into your branding and everything that you can think of um, when it comes to marketing online. Number five, create a website. This seems like a really daunting task for people who maybe don't have experience with this in the past, but two resources that I absolutely love and always turn to is GoDaddy to purchase URLs and domain names. They have a super easy search process and a lot of the times they have promo codes. I like to use Honey, which is a built-in app for your web browser that basically collects all of the promo codes in the world and you push a button and they basically find you the best deals. It's the best and also really dangerous. And once you purchase your logo, you will have the option to purchase hosting. And from a cost-effective standpoint, if you're a blogger, I highly recommend hosting with WordPress because it's just better for search engine optimization and it's a much more blogger-friendly platform, but if you are a business just starting out and you don't really want to break the bank or, you know, find someone to code a specific layout for you, then I highly recommend Squarespace. I have tried Wix in the past and I really just didn't like it. Squarespace is $16 a month and you basically connect your domain from GoDaddy to the Squarespace hosting and you're able to create a website from scratch based off of templates that they already have. So you can go through and browse all the templates and really just make tweaks and replace images based off of um, whatever your company is, right? So once you find that template, you and once you get the hang of it and you're really like in the back end of Squarespace, I promise you it's so easy. And of course, YouTube, there's a million different videos on Um, creating your own site and everything like that. So please never feel like you're alone or you don't know what to do. Like I, in the beginning phases, when I launched the Blair List a million years ago, I was on the phone with GoDaddy like way too often and they would walk me through every single thing. So you know, transferring my domain or, or connecting it to Squarespace. If you don't know how to do that, it's totally okay. You will be able to speak to someone on the GoDaddy end 24-7 who will literally sit with you and tell you step-by-step step exactly what to do. So that's really also why I love GoDaddy because they have such amazing customer service and I have definitely accidentally deleted my website at two o'clock in the morning and had everything solved by three. Another reason why it's super important to have a website is because if you don't really have content and you're not that established, 
when people search your business name online, your website is going to be the first thing that comes up. So you really want to make a good first impression and make sure that it's clean. Your logo looks really nice. You're using all of the same fonts, the same colors. Your tone of voice on your website is really consistent with what you're doing. And, you know, these things can always be changed. So don't feel like you're married to the creation of what your website will initially look like, because I guarantee you, you will have eight more websites after that, that will look really different from what you started with. So don't pressure yourself. Number six, and I can't stress this enough, start social media profiles with your business name. So back to step three, when I was talking about coming up with a name and filing an LLC, During this process, you really should be looking on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and making sure that there's no one on these social platforms with your business name, whether they're a business or just a person who maybe took the name. You really want everything to be super consistent. So it looks a lot, you really want everything to be super consistent. It looks so professional when everything is spelled the exact same way and looks the same across all platforms because it really allows you to showcase yourself as a legitimate business and automatically you will look and be consistent. When you create these social profiles, you really want to make sure that the content that you're posting can reflect your business in a really positive way. If you're like me, I'm pretty psycho about my Instagram feed and I use an app called Unum. It's U-N-U-M. And I use that to plan out my feed sometimes, which really gives me sort of like a fresh perspective on what my feed would look like to a potential customer or someone who is following me for the first time or found my profile for the first time. It's definitely something that um, you want to keep consistent. Number seven, open a business bank account. So back when I had my own company, I was a social media manager freelance for a bunch of different people and they would be like, oh, well, how can we pay you? And you don't really think about that until you actually are in the position and you're like, wait, but how can I get paid? So the best way in my personal opinion, I'm sure, you know, other people have other ways Basically, what what I did was I took my EIN number, which was the number that I got after filing my LLC, and I brought that to the bank and said, hey, I really want to open a business account. A lot of them, like Chase, for example, they have specific rewards. Like if you open the bank account with a certain amount of money or you have a, you spend a certain amount of money in a time period, they'll give you $200 for, three, for free, $300 for free, depending on what the bank account is. So that's free money right there. And those funds that they give you for just for opening your account is going to cover the cost of you creating an LLC, you know, buying your domain name. So you're pretty much like breaking even at this point, which is really great because a lot of banks don't tell you about that. It's kind of just those random emails that I get and I bring it into the bank. Like, is this actually true? And it is, it has happened to me. So when you open this business account, a majority of the time you do have to have a minimum balance of $1,500. So it is quite an investment, But if you are looking to look professional when you're getting paid, it's really important that you do have this business account. So um, it legitimizes you and will allow for your customer to feel a lot more 
comfortable with paying you, um, especially if you're really young and just starting out, it's going to make you look really good and like you have all of your shit together. Number eight, one thing that I really wish I knew is getting an accounting system for invoices and past due payments. So I really like QuickBooks. Um, I think it's called QuickBooks Small Business. They have a bunch of different functions. And the one that I had, I believe, was $10 a month, like maybe a few years ago. So you can go on QuickBooks and figure out exactly which plan is right for you. But I did really enjoy the back end because it was super user-friendly and it was really foolproof. Like you can send invoices directly from there. You can accept payment from there. And one thing that I did like was that you can automate your invoices. So let's say you have a client that's due the 30th of every month. You don't have to like set a calendar reminder for yourself. It will just automatically go through, which is really great for someone who is super busy and working with a bunch of clients who maybe have different dates that their payments are due. I will say that with QuickBooks, I believe if you are paying using the QuickBooks system, they do charge you a two or 3% rate on top of the payment. So what I like to typically do is just bake that into the monthly retainer fee. So that cost is covered. You don't have to worry about it. Your client doesn't have to worry about it. And it's just sort of spoken for already. Another cool thing about the invoices is that you can customize them to make them really on brand for yourself. So I did love that too. Number nine, budget for taxes. I can't stress this enough. When you're a freelancer and you're paid fully every month with no taxes being taken out, that only means that you're going to have to pay a large sum of taxes at the end of the year. And it's always more than what you think it is. So what I like to do is really just have, um, a percentage of each monthly retainer that I would get from each client and put it away into a separate savings account so that when taxes came around, I was able to just pay it off and not think about it. Because when you are a business owner, you also do have the option to pay it quarterly, but some people are more comfortable with like that yearly payment instead. But I learned this the hard way. You're going to end up having to pay a lot more. And When I was living in New York, I had to pay an additional 7% self-employment tax that they don't really tell you about. So whatever you're making as a freelancer, just deduct like 20 or 30% from it. And that's what you actually have as funds to work with to invest back into your business or to pay yourself or any contractors that you have. You definitely want to find an accountant that is working with small businesses who maybe isn't as expensive or they can give you a flexible rate. So you can turn to them throughout the year if you have any questions and they can really better guide you depending on what your laws are in your state and what the different tax rates are within your bracket. I'm pretty sure I used like H&R Block or something when I lived in New York and it was so insanely expensive just for their fees that I had wished that I found an accountant that maybe specialized in smaller businesses and could guide me a little bit more throughout the year instead of it being the end of the year and me scrambling to figure out how much I'm owed, what I can and cannot write off. And that's also another thing. When you are a business owner, there are certain things that you can write off, like if you have a business 
dinner or a business trip to meet with someone, you really need to save all of those receipts so that when tax time does come around, you're able to reference what was a business expense and what wasn't. And that's going to lower the total amount that you got paid that year, which will in turn lower your taxes. I'm definitely not an expert. Ask anyone in my family. Math was not my strong suit. So definitely talk to someone who specializes in this, but those are just some guardrails that I've experienced in the past that I wish I knew. Last but not least, number 10, believe in yourself. Keep researching, keep evolving. Rome wasn't built in a day. Amazon definitely wasn't built in a day. So you really try not to put so much pressure on yourself and know that you're a work in progress. Your business is a work in progress. And if you do things with passion and because you love something and because you're constantly wanting to be better, you will get to where you want to be with hard work, dedication, and being focused. Nobody is perfect. Everybody started off somewhere and even the biggest companies started off in their garage like Google and Amazon and you really just have to stay laser focused on your end goal and try not to put so much pressure on yourself because at the end of the day, everything will work out exactly the way that it's supposed to. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know that these solo episodes are a little bit different versus the interviews that I've been doing, but I really wanted to give you a little bit of a different perspective on more generalized tips that can help you. And I hope that you got something out of this and I hope that you retain something valuable from this conversation. And as always, please DM me or email me if you have any other questions. I'm so happy to help you guys and I really appreciate you listening. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff and keep it locked. New episode drops next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Bye.